College Football Hall of Famer and College Football Insider Mark May with Burns and Gambo. Uh, we've given him grief all year long for the May Day payday when he's come on with us to talk college football with us, which he provides us kind of a pick at the end of the interview. This is my May Day payday for the day, and then sometimes we give him grief about whether the payday in the vending machine is better than the payday that he has given us. You got any good paydays for us this weekend with the two college semifinals May Day? Let me tell you what, Burns. If you'd have called me like two days ago, I could have given you Wisconsin because I love Wisconsin in the pinstripe bowl because Miami had to travel north in the cold weather. Are you kidding me? That was a layup. But that's over now. But yes, I do. I still like Bama. I like Bama big, and I still like Clemson big. I think they're both going to route their opponents, and it's going to be an easy slide. It's going to be one versus two again, and we're going to get another. This is going to be the three-peat between these two teams for a national championship. Hey, you're not telling me what I want to hear. I want to hear that somebody's going to make it close. I want to hear that somebody's going to make it compelling tomorrow. All of these college football semifinal games, for the most part, are blowouts. Tell me somebody's got a chance tomorrow. Well, you know what the chance is? If you look at Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley, what he's been able to do, how about this? This is his second year as a head coach. This is his second year in the playoffs. This is the second year that he's had a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback position. Tell me the guy can't coach. He's one of the young stars in, in college coaching, and Dabo Sweeney's the same way. He's a, guy, he's a guy that recruits well, gets his team to the playoffs just about every year, and he's done a terrific job at Clemson. I love these football teams. I love the top four. I just don't think Notre Dame is that good, and it's not because I'm anti-Notre Dame. It's like, I'm just on the side. It's like Notre Dame didn't have to play the 13th game. They didn't have to play a championship game. They didn't get the 13th data point. They just snuck by a couple of teams. They snuck by Vanderbilt. They snuck by Ball State. They snuck by my alma mater, Pittsburgh. And you look at this team, they snuck by USC, and it's like, tell me a convincing win they had. Maybe Michigan in the first game. So when they match up against Clemson, Clemson's going to be hitting on all cylinders. You know, Even though they've got a defensive lineman out in Dexter Lawrence, He's going to be one of the players that they're really not going to miss that much because they rotate. You look at their off defensive coordinator, Brett Venables, he rotates six, seven, eight guys on the defensive line every game. So he'll be missed, but it won't be that important of a miss for them because they're just so deep on the defensive front. So I don't think that Notre Dame can challenge this football team. I think they're going to try. I think in the first quarter, maybe the first quarter and a half, they'll be there. But I think Clemson takes over with their powerful running game and their great defense. In the other game, Oklahoma, are you kidding me? I think they'll keep it close early, maybe in the first half. But in the second half, with Alabama's defense led by Quinnen Williams, a defensive tackle and nose tackle, I look at this team and Alabama's just equipped to do it all. I, I don't find a weakness in Alabama. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be status quo. It's going to be chalk-chalk. So you tried to talk us into they're going to be games, and then by the end it basically said, no, they're not going to be games. Here's my question. So Clemson of Alabama, and I totally agree with you, is it good for college football that the semifinals most likely or people are expecting blowouts in them? Well, Dale, when you look at it, I think it's good for college football because you like to see dynasties. And you like to see two teams that are great teams in great championship games. But when you look at the other conferences like the Big Ten and you look at the Pac-12, you know, they're kind of on the outside looking in, and you look at UCF the last couple of years because they're not in a power five, they're in a group of six, and the bottom line is you want to see the best two teams, and I think the selection committee's done a pretty good job the last couple of years getting the top four teams, and everybody's talking about, let's expand to eight, let's do that. It's not going to happen. You know, ESPN and, and, and the college football players, they've got a contract, I believe it's to 2024, 2025, so that's not going to change. So that would be the soonest that something could happen, even if we want it, but I, I don't even, I, it seems to me, that the minute, and you tell me if this is too simplistic, the minute Nick Saban decides to retire, whenever that may be, that's when the landscape changes. Is that too simplistic or is that realistic? 
I think that's too simplistic, and I think the reason why is because Alabama recruits itself now. And I think the other thing is, in the back of my mind, because Dabo Sweeney, I know he loves Clemson, but he played at Alabama. So if Nick, if Nick decides to step down, does he leave Clemson and go back to Alabama? You know, who fills that void when Nick's, Nick's gone? Because they're going to look at what they've got there in their program, what they've done, what they've been able to sustain over a long period of time at the top of the college football mountain. And not only that, when you look at Alabama, it's going to be one of those jobs that every coach in the country wants to take because they know they've got a built-in system that recruits itself. So it's been a calendar year since the Pac-12 has won a bowl game. Washington <laughs> State plays tonight. Is that going to break the drought? That breaks the drought. I think so by far. And here's the thing. You know, you know what one thing Mike Leach will do? If he would run up the score on his mother. So if he gets a chance in this game, he'll put up 75 on Iowa State if he can. With Gardner Minshew at the quarterback position, if it was 45-2 to with three seconds to go and they're on the 15-yard line, he would throw on his mother if she was covering their best wide receiver. <laughs> Look at you doubling down on the mother jokes, for God's sake. Doubling down on the mama jokes, doubling my God. Oh, I love it. And so, Mark, I, I played in bowl games when I said SMU. There were two of them that we wanted to be in. There was one of them that we did not want to be in. You don't think that will affect Washington State, you know, a game away from going to the Rose Bowl. Now they're in San Antonio. Yeah, and I think they felt slighted. I think Mike Leach and the whole program felt slighted. They thought that they would get a New Year's Six game, and they probably kind of deserved it, and they were right there at the end. But the way that they played at the end of the season, it didn't impress the selection committee. And, and you know, this is one of those things where, you know what, if I'm a head coach, if I'm Mike Leach, I go out and tell my team, you know what, we should have been in the New Year's Six. We should have been there. But guess what? If we go out there and route this football team, we'll prove to them that they made the mistake, not us. So that's, what, that's the way I would approach this game, and that's why I think they're going to run the score up if they get an opportunity. All right, Mark Mayer, College Football Insider, joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show with Dale Hellestray filling in. Uh, leave me with this. Which team, if someone is going to shock the world tomorrow, who's the shock the world team? Is it Notre Dame or is it Oklahoma? I think it would be Notre Dame. Because if you look at Oklahoma, you've got the Heisman Trophy winner in Kyler Murray. He's just been outstanding the entire season long. You know they've got a really bad defense, and everybody says that. But here's the key. Their offense has been phenomenal. They're right, you know, they're head-in-head head with Alabama in the top-scoring defenses in the country. And, you know, I, I think that that game wouldn't be a shocker because they can score on anybody, and they proved it last year against Georgia in the semifinals that they can score against an SEC defense. I think Notre Dame would be a kind of a shocker to me because Clemson's been so dominant all year long. The only time they really had a close game was against Syracuse, and that's when they lost their quarterback for the, for the, from the first quarter on. And I think when you look at that situation, I think – Basically, with Trevor Lawrence out of that game, they played a quarterback that was a redshirt freshman that didn't have any snaps. So when you go back and look at that game, they fought hard at the end of the game to win that game. And the other game was South Carolina, where South Carolina put up a ton of points and a ton of yards against them. I think those are the only two blimps that they've had the entire season long. But besides that, they've been lights out like Alabama. So it would kind of be a shocker for me for Notre Dame because they had a lot of squeakers during the season to upset Clemson. All right. I, I, I lied. I do have one more. Are you buying any of this Kyler Murray to the NFL talk? undersized, but the thing is, when you look at him, he plays big. And, and ask Dale, you see some guys, for some reason in the NFL, when they get there, they play out of their self, and they play out of their shell, and they get the job done. And you don't expect that to happen. I think he's one of those guys because he makes, he makes great decisions with the football, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, he knows where to roll out of the pocket and make plays, and he can drop it down and run with the ball. And the way the NFL's changed over the last maybe three years, 
they're going to quarterbacks and they're going to a lot of college football offenses because that's the thing now. That's the, hey, we're going to steal from anybody. You know, no, there, there's not anybody that's created anything. Everybody steals from everybody in the NFL, so you know what? That's why you're seeing a lot of RPOs in the NFL. You're seeing a lot of quarterbacks that can move on their feet and make plays with their feet as well as their arm. I think he can play at the next level. I just think when you look at him, he kind of reminds me of Doug Flutie because of his height, but I think he's a faster guy and faster twitch guy that can make plays with his legs also. Well, I'll tell you what, if Washington State doesn't uh, carry the banner for the Pac-12 tonight, I know Stanford will on Monday against Hey, 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 hey. I know know Stanford. At least least I've got that to lean on. I know Stanford's going to take care of Pitt. Let me tell you what. I can tell you one thing. I haven't taken a day off in the holidays. I know you've taken days off in the holidays. I know Wolf and those guys have taken days off in the holidays. I know Doug's taken days off in the holidays. And Gambo was complaining and whining like a little baby the other day about, I'm the only guy that's here during the holidays. Where is he now? <laughs> in Finland. <Thanks. laughs> He's on his way to Finland right now. All right. Yeah, He's in some ice castle. I'm sure he's going to love that. I'm sure he is. All right, Mayday. Uh, Good to hear your voice again. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All that jazz. And I'm sure we'll talk to you soon before the championship game. All right? Same to you guys. And hail to Pitt. Watch Pitt win. Get out of here with that (laughs) stuff. Mark May joining us on the Coulter Automotive Group Sportsline, CoulterTempe.com, Coulter on Camelback.com, and CoulterNissan.com.